Welcome to Urgent Care. My name is Joel Kim Booster, and my stomach hurts. Ow, 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 ow. Sad. What is your name, and how are you feeling? My name's Mitra Jahari. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I, If you recall from the last episode, I um, was eating gummy bears all last episode, and um, I started feeling really sick, and now I'm no longer feeling really sick. So that is great. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if it was the gummy bears, but that was the only deviation from the norm for me, so I will choose to limit on the gummy bears. Yeah, a lot of sugar can do that. Um, I'm choosing to believe that the reason my stomach hurts is because I just housed a lot of chipotle queso, and boy, nothing <sighs> will make you feel less horny than eating a whole tub of chipotle queso by yourself. Yeah, that is rough. That's like the kind of thing. I mean, I love a chipotle queso I, and I I can feel that in my skin when I eat yeah. it. Like mm-hmm. it, you can really feel it in the pores mm-hmm. um, and it's worth it. When it is. whenever it is worth it, but it is you, you, it has to be, that is an end of the day activity. Yeah. So and very think, brave of you to do this after. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I am, I deserve a fucking medal of honor um, for the bravery that I've displayed here today. <laughs> and of course, Urgent Care is a podcast about gut health. Um, that is what oh my we God. do here at Urgent Care. It is just sort of a diary that we well, keep um, about sort of what we eat, how it makes us feel. and <laughs> Not, not. <laughs> And we're sponsored by Probiotics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's two vegans talking about all the amazing choices they make. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. We are actually an advice podcast where people call in and write emails, and sometimes we give advice. Sometimes and so, we just well, we always them. give advice, but sometimes it's not good. And no, sometimes by sometimes we mean most times. Exactly, and that's sort of a part of it. That's sort of the bit. And you can't you can't see this, but Joel and I are sort of matching in our little neutral tones. Today. Yeah, we are. And we I look wish like we're you could members see. of the same cult. And we are <laughs> the cult of I don't know what, but yeah, the cult the cult of improv and bisexuality. <laughs> Who, who's the? I guess I'm. Hmm. <laughs> go on well i was just because i was like well i'm really repping improv because i'm the one that has spent all the money on the improv yeah that's true let's improvise right now no I, I would i would sooner hey sir no how much is that apple <laughs> no i'm not doing it no no but no 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 but i'm not doing it not even as a joke follow the fear mitra follow no, the fear but no i've no <laughs> I will not be bullied into doing that. (laughs) No, but that's how I describe your ass. You know that's not true. I would say it's like one (laughs) of the like great features that I have. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's why I felt comfortable saying it because I knew it wasn't true. Um, (laughs) How's uh, it going, Joel? You know, as I mentioned before, my stomach hurts. Ow, ow, ow. Um, Mm -hmm. But other than that, I feel pretty good. I finished a book. For the first time, what, it, took, book? It, it took me roughly six months 
um, but I did it. Severance by Ling Ma. It's about uh, I loved it's a, it. Yeah, it's about a global pandemic that um, <laughs> destroys the world and late stage capitalist sort of uh, gig economy, <laughs> um, uh, millennial workplace values. Um, and it was it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, it took me about five and a half months to read the first 50 pages and then I read the rest of it in the, over the last two days. So I'm feeling pretty strong. I'm feeling pretty like I'm feeling like a fucking genius, quite honestly. I'm fe- whenever I read a book quickly, um, I sort of think I deserve another degree um, <laughs> in English or otherwise. That's the only way I read. I, I won't read for a long time and then I'll I only read like a book in one sitting. Yeah. It's uh, but it's great. Um, I read Rachel Bloom's book on Sunday and I really liked it. We're recording this on a Tuesday, so sue us. <laughs> 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 I really liked it. It was really funny. Is it fiction or nonfiction? It's nonfiction. It's a bunch of essays. Oh, um, I love an essay. It was like I I it was such a delightful read. I I sort of impulse bought it. I hadn't bought, I hadn't read like that kind of book in a long time. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot more fiction in the past year and I really loved it. This is the first fiction book I've read in a long time. And I don't know what they're teaching these kids in the MFA programs these days, but hey guys, hey guys, here's a little note from me to you. Start using quotation marks again. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Ling Ma. I'm talking to you, Sally Rooney. I'm talking to all the girls who think that they can just not use quotation marks anymore to indicate when a character is speaking. Okay. Huh. I never it's, noticed that. Yeah. It's, I mean, I noticed first thing I noticed when I read, when I picked up Severance, but it's happening a lot these days. It's an epidemic amongst the MFA crowd. And I don't know who's teaching these workshops, but they need to go back to basics. And the basics are quotation marks, periods, punctuation. I, I just read this book called The Disaster Tourist. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm, I've it heard was, of The Disaster Artist. I, I, so, I, mean, I must have, she must not have heard of that movie or something because it is every time I really have to think about it every time I say the title out yeah. loud but it's this book about a woman who works in a company that specializes in disaster tourism so they build a whole vacation package around oh wait I have a disaster this. site yeah. yeah and it and it is so good and it's a really like it's a pretty short book and I, I really feel like you would like it I would I would I think if you if you enjoyed severance also I think you would like yeah. it yeah it's it, it it centers an Asian character, correct? Am I right? Yes, I, yeah. yes. Yeah, I knew that, and I knew that instinctually. I think it was in the Asian group chat for a while. People hey. were talking about it. Well, I'm I'm up to date with the group chat. <laughs> 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 it's huge for me. <laughs> um, how are you? How are you doing? Other than finishing a book on Sunday. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty good. Uh, I got a ton of pottery back. It looks great. I'm feeling really, really good about my journey re- regarding that. It's been a while since I've given just a real, a real update on that. Yeah, so, the people are clamoring. The people are clamoring. Um, oh, we did get someone who was asking about. Um, we, this isn't like an official question, but we did get someone who emailed asking about, um, like, the if, if pottery is like accessible if you don't have a ton of money, and I would say. Um, a lot of pottery studios I've seen offer scholarships. So I would, I just wanted that. I kept thinking about that person emailing and it, and it is, it it can be an expensive hobby, especially if you decide to like get a wheel or whatever the fuck, or if you're a member somewhere, but 
Um, there are a lot of places who will do either scholarships or work, work studies. Um, so that is a potential option. Um, are the so scholarships just, merit-based? Are they diversity-based? Are they, what are they based on? Um, I mean, I think the, the ones, the, the one at the studio that I know of, um, is it's largely for, uh, like BIPOC people, uh, okay. who want to take pottery classes. Um, I, I I know I was like I guess I haven't said Bipoc. it aloud. Bipoc, yeah. but <laughs> it's easier to tweet. Okay, certainly yeah. one of those things that's easier certainly to tweet easier than it to is tweet. to say. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean there there are all different kinds. Um, there's a there's a there's people's pottery project which centers um people who are um I want to I don't want to get it wrong, but I I believe it's people who were formerly incarcerated, and mm-hmm. there, there's just a bunch of different avenues and options available. I know like a place like LA probably has a lot more available, um, but it's, it's worth looking into or even just emailing a place and being like, do you offer work study in exchange for classes or something like that? That's anyway, amazing. I was thinking about that person a lot. That's so how I, I took UCB to... actually. Is yeah, I did diversity scholarship at UCB. Yeah. Um, so, so again, I, I quit, I sort of, I'm going to initiate a scene. No. Hey, sir, <laughs> how much is that orange? I actually can't hear you um, because I'm listening to my music. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> end scene. Blackout. Oh, and also, like, one, one other last thing I'll say about it is, like, sometimes people don't, like, I've had situations where, like, a place didn't offer a scholarship, but I was like, hey, can I have, can I have a scholarship? <laughs> and, like, that, that's how I got to go to Latin convention in um, either high school or college. Um, so there's this thing called the JCL, the Junior Classical League, and uh, it's where a bunch of nerds who study Latin go and um, take tests on the weekend. <laughs> so um, you make costumes. You, I, I was actually um, kind of a big deal in the Ohio Junior Classical League performing arts section. So I would sort of memorize monologues in Latin, write monologues, <laughs> do a skit, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's an option. So oh you can God. also join Junior Classical League. <laughs> That's an incredible story of perseverance from someone who just wanted to live out their life not getting laid and somehow, 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 somehow. Yeah. Well, notably, I would say it, it, there was a a significant uptick after I stopped going to Latin. (laughs) 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 But I did go from ninth grade through like my sophomore year of college. So that is gorgeous. And that's basically all of college for you. Yeah, it was a significant portion of time for me. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I actually, inspiring. you know, I didn't wake up this morning thinking I was going to unearth that, but no. <laughs> here, here we are. <laughs> how could you have guessed that we have made it here? Feels um, incredible. Well, at a certain point, we run out of other stuff to talk about. So. Yeah, because you won't improvise with me. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, but uh, if if we get a really good name, we can improvise. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so we won't be improvising today. That's what you're saying to me. A pretty foolproof plan on your part. Pretty airtight. Uh, definitely won't be improvising today. Um, so all I wanted, all I was dreaming of today, I was like, I really want to improvise with Mitra. I actually do remember the only time, the one and only time I've ever done improv was with you. At the annoyance in New York, um, sometime I want to say in 2015, and um, I do remember I was a store clerk in the scene. Oh my this, god! This occurred at around 1 a.m. Um, wow! The only time improv should be seen. Do you? And, did it go well? Uh, it, I had fun. I think I'm, the I think the audience was maybe made up of seven people. I want to say so. That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so only seven. It's so random it. that that theater closed. <laughs> yeah, it's so random in a mildewy basement in uh, the the hardest part of Williamsburg to get to, where a um, rat fell out of the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> and yet, and it yet, couldn't sustain a business. And here's the thing. Two years of my life, I love them. Yeah, but here and and also the genesis of of Deborah's. So that is you, where we did Deborah's. You got to give it up. You got to give three it straight up. months, and literally no one else would have let us do that. So <laughs> it's very true. Um, so let's move on. We got some updates. We got a bunch of updates um, today. This first one is from Lie of the Storm. Mitra, I don't necessarily remember who this person is, and they didn't remind us. Well, I believe it's the person who wants who had a childhood friend who didn't want to hang out with them because of or, or wasn't telling their significant other that they were smoking weed. Oh, yes, I think that's right. I feel bad. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember either. And you're normally so much better at remembering that I was like, Joel has this. But yeah, I, 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 I want to say that this is this is the friend who she had a, a childhood friend who would only come over and like smoke weed with them, mm-hmm. but wasn't telling the their partner that they were smoking weed. Yes. And she felt lied. And, and that is the, the eponymous lie of the Eponymous. Story. Wow. Yeah. That's a word I've never re- said out loud. Reads one book, reads one book, and <laughs> suddenly it's using SAT words. Oh, let's do a control fine for eponymous and severance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll read this one. Hi, hello, Mitra and Joel. This is Lie of the Storm writing to update you on my current situation. I left a voicemail, which again was too long to be used, and I'm highly concerned about the audio quality, so let's go ahead and use this email instead. So eight senses already. (laughs) Thank you so much for the roast fest. It was much deserved after subjecting you to quite possibly the worst quality of audio recording to date. I also wanted to give you some background information. I reached out to you, as you mentioned, to try and hang out with that. I reach out, as you mentioned, to try and hang out with them, which seemed promising up until the very day that we were supposed to hang out when she canceled because of a family emergency, which I later learned through Instagram stories that I was blocked from, was code for hanging out with her boyfriend and his Bible study group. I'm very frustrated because since then, I've tried to hang out with her and she has cited concerns of COVID as a reason to not hang out. However, I know from other friends' stories that she and her current boyfriend attend several Bible studies with several anti-maskers, so this concern of hers does not seem quite genuine. I also have learned that her boyfriend's parents are very conservative and openly racist. This has made me even more concerned about her and the friendship because we are both women of color. Since learning this, I've pretty much decided that I don't want to meet this guy and I'm not really rooting for this relationship. I've reached out to other friends in my circle and have learned that many of them have actually muted and or unfriended her on Instagram. I've decided to follow their lead and save myself from the annoyance and mute her for the time being. I reached out via Instagram DM to let her know how I feel and was left on scene. I will update you all if I'm invited to the wedding. Thanks for the roast fest and amazing name, Lie of the Storm. Um, I'm going to say it. Muting is cowardly. Unfollow. Yeah, I I rarely mute. I mute only if it's someone that I like have to be in contact yes. with regularly. Yeah. Um, get out of there. But especially this person leaving you on scene. Yeah, at this point, definitely unfollow. Yeah, it doesn't this person seem is canceled. She's made her decision. She's made her racist bed, and now she has to lie in it next to her racist boyfriend and his parents. They all sleep in one giant bed, like in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Wow. And honestly, we should feel for them because that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we have to hold space in our hearts for empathy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I don't. <laughs> yeah, there's no empathy in our hearts for racists, except... If they're my parents. 
<laughs> I don't think wow. my parents are racist. Unnecessary drag. <laughs> <laughs> mom, dad, if you're listening, I don't think you're racist. And um, mom, I think you still listen. Hi. <laughs> wait, your mom listens? She did. I don't know if she still does. My sister does. I feel does. bad. I talk about my hole so frequently on this that I feel like I don't need your mom to listen to that. I mean, I I think the she's far more disappointed by the things that her actual daughter is saying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think you don't need to worry about that. Um, but I guess sorry on behalf of both of us, yeah. <laughs> mom. <laughs> sorry, Miss Johari. <laughs> Hope you're having a great day at painting or whatever. <laughs> drink a glass of red wine. Just paint and drink a glass of red wine and just enjoy your life. She you is a really it. good painter. So I believe it. I believe it. I did not. Art runs the in trait. the family. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> okay. Well, before this continues on, let's listen to our next update. Um, this is uh, a second opinion for Hiller. She. Um, <laughs> Hurler she Clinton. Hurler she. Hurler she Clinton. Clinton. Yes. Um, so it's let's really listen sad to that. Chelsea. <laughs> Newcomer Chelsea. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. Um, just calling in response to um, Hurlery Clinton. Um, wow. And just in general, I feel that a lot of problems that people call with, um, a good tool to have in their toolkit would be knowing that they should just Google a cease and desist template, pick the one on Google Images that they like the best, take those screenshots of the annoying Facebook posts and attach them as an appendix and mail it to that person's house. Or if they want to be really fancy, have hire someone to hand deliver it to their house. Um, it should scare the shit out of them and also just be um, a really fun kind of wrinkle in all of this. Um yeah, so that is I, I'm not a lawyer, I am a law student, so that's my advice. Um thank you, love the pod, bye. An incredible piece of advice. I love, I love this that. um uh advice. I think everyone should use cease and desist letters constantly. They seem scary. I Again, it doesn't seem like this person is a very good law student. Can't tell us the legality here, but I trust her. <laughs> but but um, I want her to check back in a year because. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, she, she might... could send us her grades because she sound. I'm getting solid B minus student from this lady. No um, need to roast someone who's trying to help, but def- <laughs> definitely true. Definitely true. Definitely. As someone who said that um, I was pre-law when I first started college, I can say that this is a bad lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately gave up because it seemed too hard. Yeah, I can say this is a bad lawyer. <laughs> bad lawyer. But definitely do it. When my nudes ended up online, um, that was a it was a, a tactic that um, my lawyers used. And I don't even think it's legal, but people get so scared and they just will drop it. So I think that's a really smart idea. Hire a task rabbit to deliver, hand deliver it like they've been served. An incredible idea. We uh, love yeah. you. We love you, Lost. We student. love you. And we know that you're a good lawyer and you should be our lawyer. We know you're a good lawyer. Okay? We know you're a good know lawyer. You're good Is that lawyer. what I said? <laughs> <laughs> we know you're a good lawyer. Okay. Okay. okay like... One thing we know it's that we know you're a good lawyer. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, all right. Finally, we have one last update here. Um, this is from Weedus Lapidus, one of our greatest names, I would say. <laughs> and this is the gentleman whose weed dealer may or may not be pregnant and smoking cigarettes. Um, Mitra, would you like to take it away? Yes. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel. And of course, amazing producer Chelsea. They people are fucking in love with you, Chelsea. <laughs> this is Weedus Lapidus here, the guy who couldn't decide if he should ruin his amazing weed scenario because he's concerned about a potential baby. I listened to your advice as well as the lovely advice from a caller, and I've decided to literally not give a shit. <laughs> Their weed is good, and honestly, she hasn't been the primary deliverer, so it has been a very much an out of sight, out of mind situation. They seem happy, and honestly, that's really all that matters. Fuck up your own kids, am I right? Anyway, thank you for the advice as well as the continuing joy camp fun an absolute comedy that you both provide it does not go unappreciated and you are both angels for a while thank you thanks for every- okay that's all that's good yeah. <laughs> the rest is just compliments and we're very embarrassed by compliments you guys we're so embarrassed by them keep but going. keep sending them to us yeah. of course but um they make us sweat and also if you send an insult it will be a cancerous enough deleted yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> or or in, in the case of one writer um read on the podcast uh, oh yes but that yeah. but that was but that was so funny. Um, but that was incredible, and she gave us her name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stand I by that. That should that. honestly be in the intro to the pod. If we yeah. like ever get a new intro, I want that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't crack a smile once. <laughs> Not one time. Maybe do better. It's great advice. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And you know I mean, what? I've taken it to heart. I've thought about doing better every time I've stepped foot into this podcast. And that's about I, as far as I've gotten. I think I think that that message caused us to drastically improve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we consider ways that we can improve. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the meat. The meat, honey. The meat of the episode, which is the calls and emails that you sent in and the help that you receive from us. Okay? Mm, That's that's true. (laughs) And I couldn't have put it better myself, Joel. (laughs) And we're back. Okay. Uh Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cool. Despite what you might be listening to right now, we have done this podcast before. We've done it many times before. We're very excited to be here. Oh, we've got an email. Do you want to read or do you want me to? Yeah, I'll read. It's my turn. And, you know, I, I believe in workplace equity. Um, That's even nice. though I, I believe in actors' equity. You. So, <laughs> okay. There's that improv spirit. Okay. You just sort of took the ball out of my hands and made it your own. And that's beautiful. Um, Thank you. Okay, I'm going to read this. Um, Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. People are really choosing sides this week, and I'm sort of coming out on top. I just wanted to say that. Um, Hi, Joel and Mitra. The episode's over. The episode's over. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. Love the pod. Love you both equally. I have a work problem I need advice about. I'm a newly minted doctor, and I just started working at a hospital in my city. The clinic where I work has an administrative assistant who is hired by the hospital, i.e. I don't pay her salary, but she does all of my administrative work and essentially acts as a secretary for me and two other doctors. I love the work I do, but my only problem is this 
administrative assistant absolutely hates her job and seemingly her life. She's nearing retirement and is constantly talking about quitting and gives me attitude when I ask her to do anything. She talks trash about patients, management, and parts of her job that she doesn't like. I have a feeling my relative inexperience is a factor here because she doesn't seem to give attitude to other doctors the same way. I can sympathize with her because she's obviously overworked and underpaid and she's good at her job, but I can't help but feel like I'm the target for her misdirected frustration and it's getting to the point where I feel hesitant to ask her to do very routine tasks that are a part of her job because I don't want her to resent me or hear her grumble at me. I also have zero negotiating power to advocate on her behalf given I'm so new to the job and have no control over her salary. I find myself feeling sorry for her, but I'm also getting pretty annoyed by her attitude and constant grumpiness, which is totally harshing my vibe. I've tried to lend a sympathetic ear, but there's only so much I can say without the power to change anything, and she's actively making my work environment an unpleasant place to be. What should I do to have a better working relationship with her? Should I encourage her to quit so that they can hire someone new who might be better to work with? Should I ultimately support her negative attitude because she's being unfairly treated? Thanks. Love you both. Wow. Difficult. Yeah. Um, Okay. Dr. Do Better. (laughs) Dr. Do Better. Okay. Not really good, but um, we have to start Dr. Do Better help. Dr. Do Better help. Dr. Do better help.com code urgent. <laughs> yeah, that's the name. Dr. Do better help.com um, code urgent. Um, yes, code urgent is essential, yeah, yeah. I believe. Dr. Do better help. Um, so, Mika, and I just want mommy like and daddy begin? at Earwolf to know that we uh, promoted our code on yeah. Lost Culture <laughs> Mommy and daddy, if you're listening, we love our sponsors. Um, <laughs> Mitra, what were you saying, I, Joel? I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, um, would you like to go first on this extremely complicated issue that I um, have selected for today? I struggled with this. I think that um, my, I think the way that I would probably approach this, because I do think it's difficult, is to see if there is one small element of her day that you can make better, where it's like if the the Keurig doesn't have the cups that she likes or something. Can you make sure that those K cups are stocked or something like that? Or I don't know, like do some, some little act of kindness that will a make her day better and b make her like you more. It feels yeah, bribery, just straight bribery. up bribery. Seriously, straight up bribery, kill yeah. her with kindness. I think that you're, like if someone's completely miserable in their job, but they're staying in the job, I don't think you're going to be the one to tip the scales and get this person to quit. Um, so, well, okay, so I can't wait to, you go now because (laughs) we are are getting teased. (laughs) I I was just saying, I think that she did, I I think that like, there is something to not trying to make her day worse. I I think Mitra's bribery idea is actually a good one. And I think that like, it's one that might work. Like if you start buying her lunches or including her and, or just like truly just like buying her shit to make her feel better. But I also think there's a power in being like every time she complains, not necessarily when she grumbles at you, this won't work. But if she's complaining about her job, be like, yeah, I know it is actually outrageous the way they treat you here. It's outrageous. (laughs) They, the way they treat you here. If you can sort of join in on that line of thinking and sort of encourage her subtly to quit by being like, yes, this place is a dump for the way that they treat you. And you're and like, you and be like, something about actually, it. you know what? Talking to you has made me decide that I'm probably going to quit really soon. Yeah, and yes. We should all should, quit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you first. <laughs> yeah. um, I think you treat her like a leader, like sort of a Norma Ray figure in the workplace. <laughs> and sort of it's, get so, her- it's so brave that you're like speaking truth to power like this. Yeah. You know what would really stick it to the man is if you you fucking quit. 
I, I, I think good. it could work. I think it could be really helpful um, by, but even if she doesn't quit, I do think there's some, there's a power in like trying to get her on your, on your side by commiserating with her. I, mm-hmm. I It sounds like you're already doing some of that, but I think like going full hog in, like just slamming your hog down on the table and saying it is outrageous the way they treat you. And just, I- and I like and and I do think if there ever is an opportunity to make her situation better, then you should take it also truly like if this is a person who is in an admin role uh I don't it sounds like you probably won't have those, but if there is a situation, speak up and yeah. be like, "Hey, guess what like <laughs> I did something good for you <laughs> or whatever um if you want, but obviously the real answer is to subtly push the needle towards her quitting her quitting, job. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, the only other option you have is to sort of be, um, you, you sort of have to freak out. You sort of have to freak out on her in a big way, in a big, <laughs> big, huge way to a point where she's afraid to give you guff. Okay. Like if you freak out on her, I, and it sounds like you're close because you're writing into us. So mm-hmm. I feel like you're at sort of the end of your rope. And if you freak out on her and say, hey, 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 no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. You do not wow. speak to me that Joel way. Joel finding a way to do some improv again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always slip it in. Um, but just like, like, I think you really are sort of allowing her you you teach the way people are allowed to treat you you know i have another idea which okay, is go. next time she complains to you about her life you make up a huge lie about your own life that's yes. so sad that and like every time she says something really like she's like oh i hate this job you're like i know i mean i used to hate this job but then after my whole family perished i have been more grateful than ever for it yeah. <laughs> or i need to, i yeah i i wish i could quit you know, because I can't because I'm supporting my mother who um, is dying and she needs financial support because she can no longer work because her arthritis has sort of cut her career as a jockey short. <laughs> <laughs> you see how I'm following the fear here, Mitra, and just sort of going. Oh, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> But no, because this, this lady is going to retire soon anyway. So she is sort of the perfect person to um, test out your own improvising skills on. Yes, and lie, to, lie to her. Lie yeah, I to think her. I think you should you should be so miserable and depressing to her that it creates like a sort of like um, CBT kind of response where it's mm. like she'll come over and she'll be like, "Today sucks," and you're like, oh, "I know." <laughs> I ran over my dog. <laughs> and then the next day she's like, today sucks. And you're like, I know. Turns out my dog was actually alive. So I can put that as a joke. I ran over him again. <laughs> and now he really is dead. <laughs> but I could have saved him. And then every single day until she's just like, I actually can't hear about this anymore. Yeah. This person she is avoids, so much she worse She starts than avoiding me. you. Yes. Become so repellent. I actually think I that is my final answer. Become yeah. repellent. <laughs> Become repellent to her. Um, and, and again, like this is, uh, be, we're being a little hyperbolic, but also at the same time, like there's some, there's a grain of truth to this advice and we really want you to pluck that out and live it out loud. But that's your job sort of as the student, which is, you know, you've got to, we, we're, we're giving you a whole horrible soup of things and you have to find the one good ingredient. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, good luck to you. Good luck to you and her. 
We are rooting for you. We are as always. We are. Okay, we have one more email before the break. Um, and this one I'm going to ask you to read, Mitra. Okay. Wow. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. My pronouns are she, her. I was sent home from college because of the pandemic. It's been okay. My parents have given me lots of freedom except for one thing. My boyfriend, by pure luck, lives pretty close by, which is great, but my parents won't let me sleep over at his house. Anytime it's late at night and I ask, my dad says no and claims it's because of COVID, which is totally untrue because we already spend lots of time together and are bubbling together. My parents know him and love him. My dad is just being a sexist, old-fashioned dad and doesn't want me to have sex with my boyfriend. Even in a huge storm, my dad still made me come home because of the pandemic and other factors my dad has already been in a bad mood all the time and i don't want to make it worse but i also want to spend time with and honestly have sex with my boyfriend what should i do reasonable and petty are all acceptable p.s i can't sneak out because i go to bed really early and we're both in class slash work most of the day and we can't have sex until after nine ish when his family goes upstairs and to sleep love you both sit on my face please okay interesting conundrum what are we going to name her okay sort of a romeo and juliet Oh, um, yeah. Romy Ho and Julie Slut. <laughs> <laughs> Romy Ho and Julie Slut. I love it. Thought I love it. Great. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's perfect. Um, so here's, I want to start this. I want to start off my advice with a little story, a little story from my own past. Okay. Okay. I had really strict parents. I had really strict Christian parents. Watch my Comedy Central special to learn more. Um, It's so good, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I had very restrictive curfews growing up um, that that were ridiculous. Um, And I had a friend um, that I knew from the seventh grade on. Kelsey um, was her name. And her parents uh, were very – I was very close to. And they sort of saw my parents and – uh, sort of their ridiculous rules from afar and would always be like, that is crazy, you know, and sort of commiserate with me about my parents' rules. And I remember we were going to a drive-in movie one night, one Friday night, and I found out last minute that it was a double feature, which the double feature would push me over my curfew. And I was like, I I by the I was at Kelsey's house and I was like, I, I don't think I can go. My parents won't let me stay out that late. And Kelsey's mom turned to me and she said joel what's the worst thing that could happen if you break your curfew and i said i would get grounded and she said she looked me dead in the eyes and she was like so get grounded (gasps) so get grounded i Um, can't she is she is is, mindy is was an absolute icon to me i did make her go and see rent in theaters with me. Oh, wait, I have to tell one more story about this family. So when I was estranged from my family in high school, I did spend Christmas with them and their extended family. Is this the one who lives in Washington? No, no, no. This is a different. Okay. This different friend. But I did spend um, my first Christmas estranged from my parents with them and their extended family. And I received four different copies of the Rent soundtrack, movie soundtrack for Christmas from different members of her extended (gasps) family. Because it was so clear that Mindy had like put out the call and was like, we're bringing this boy to Christmas with us. And he's gay and estranged from his family. And what do you get every gay teen that's estranged (laughs) from their family? Why, yes, the Rent soundtrack. Why is that making me cry? (laughs) it was was really amazing and i I did feel it's really sweet yeah it's It's just everybody being like activate go (laughs) he's gay (laughs) um really really incredible because it's like 
Yeah, it's like, it's just the, like, it, it's so, like, knee-jerk where it's like, if you'd been straight, you would have gotten four footballs. Like, everyone just yeah. being like, go! <laughs> the stereotypical thing. React! <laughs> um, so back to this this person's oh, problem. I have so to sweet. say, like, what is the worst thing that would happen if you just did it one night? If you just stayed over, shot off a text at 9 o'clock and said, hey, I'm too tired to drive. I'm staying over at, at, at Romeo's house. Um, and then turn off your phone, put it on silent, don't check the text, don't look at it again, and just fuck your boyfriend and then come yes. home the next day. You're in college. What is the worst thing that could happen? I really, I, I would like to know in an update what is the worst thing that could happen and will happen to you because you're, you're going to take this advice and you're just going to do it. You should also, I mean, you just say that you fell asleep on accident. I feel like that was like mm-hmm. kind of a go-to for me or like we're we're starting this movie at this time blah 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 or whatever it is just lie but also um you could also have him, like have him drive over to your place and you could fuck in his car or something yeah <laughs> that's I mean, also speaking an option of gay teen shit that is like the sort of the 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 place where all of my sexual experiences oh my happened God. for so many years the things because- i did in a car (laughs) the things i did in a car in an empty target parking lot mine was my elementary school parking lot (laughs) and my junior high (laughs) it's just you i think like car is a a good option i i do i want to channel mindy here and and really question you about what's the worst that can happen i think you should just do it and also if you go to bed so early maybe talk about moving your curfew back because couldn't conceivably you have sex when his family goes to bed and then leave immediately back to your house. I think like this is a, like a, a simple scheduling issue. Like if you push your curfew back and just have sex at his house and then go home, that's also mm-hmm. feels like an option to me. Yeah. The timing of everything is a little bit confusing to me and it, it just, it feels like you need to have a big fight with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> It really does. I think you need to have it out because again, like you are, you are grown at this point. You're a legal adult. You sh- the fact that he's even has exerting this much control over you is gross to me. Is gross. It is always really weird. It when parents are weighing in on an adult's sex life, but it is like, it. I understand the hesitation to be like, Dad, I need to fuck my boyfriend. Right. <laughs> while you're still living with your dad i understand but you'll you'll try one of these things and it will work i really you got to go with mindy on this but if not have fucking a car like there's you have options you do um hopefully they well they might not have cars okay you might not have college yeah but no there was there was like driving and dropping off oh yeah yeah yeah. there was a storm yeah yeah yeah. some there's cars somebody has cars involved wherever they are there's a car there's a car and they can have sex in it rent a car Yeah, rent, rent a, a car, a big to van. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how about um, you go stink up a van and then come back, come talk to me <laughs> with your juices? Okay. Um, while we recover from that sentence, um, we're gonna take a break, and mm-hmm. when we come back, we'll finish out the app with your calls and emails. barely a whisper um we are back and we have a voicemail chelsea reach into your bag 
Reaching that bag of yours, <laughs> that Valentino bag. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. Long time oh, listener, second time caller. Definitely not bitter you didn't take the call the first time because it was probably a terrible message. But <laughs> um, so here's the deal. Um, my pronouns are he, pronouns are he, him. And I recently had some non-COVID medical stuff, like a surgery or two, and my best friend of many years, he's been taking care of me. He's also gay and, you know, just been a saint. We're basically an old married couple now. He spends the night. We watch movies. I cook him dinner. He takes care of me. He's been nursing me back to health. Problem is, I think I'm catching feelings for him. And, like, it's not good because we're, like, best friends. We've been friends for years. But, like, I also kind of blame him because this summer we drunkenly sexed but he initiated it. But, like, we've never been sexual in person or done anything like that or even entertained the idea of a relationship. So I guess I'm asking, like, is this some fucked up Beauty and the Beast Stockholm Syndrome <sighs> shit? Like, he's been taking care of me, so now I'm madly in love with him? Or, like... You know, do I risk the friendship and open up that can of worms? Do I just suppress these feelings and just, like, move on and keep being friends? And my, is my brain going crazy because of COVID times? I don't know. Help me out. Any advice would be great. Um, thank you so much. Joel, sit on my face. Mitra, I'll try anything once, so sit on my face. Um, <laughs> love you. Bye. Okay. This is I, good. So sort of a misery situation. Oh, um, yeah. Um, who's in that? Is that Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates, Jack Nic- Nicholson. Um, there's there's an obvious play here. Mi- sort of in our, our old bag of tricks. <laughs> <Misery>. <laughs> How about Miserhe in parentheses, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Miserhe, I'm sorry. Um, that is your name. Um, we're firing on all cylinders today here at Urgent Care. Um, it's the case of talking. Um, this is a, such an exciting voicemail to me. Like uh, listening to this, I got so excited. Just, I also like, just chilled. loved the the energy of this caller, like from mm-hmm. the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I just think his situation is so exciting because Me it is too. such a, um, an obvious yes. Go for it. I, think I go say for go it. for it. Put that friendship on the line, babe. The, the attraction is clearly there and reciprocated, and you have someone showing you how deeply they care about you by taking care of you in your time of need. And I don't think it's a COVID thing at all. I think it's a someone. Like showing you how much they, how much you matter to them. Yeah. Um, why not? I don't know. I I think like isn't that the dream? Like, don't you want to get? Like, don't you want to your partner to be your best friend? Like, isn't that what you want? It just seems I, like everything is aligned so perfectly for a really great relationship, and I don't think it would be worth it for you to hold back. And I think what really comforted me about this call was the fact that they have sexted already yes, and exactly. like come back from it like if if your part if this person does not already calling them your partner if this person does not reciprocate it will clearly be fine because you have had your moments already mm-hmm. where you have like had more than friends type things and you've completely bounced back from it and it hasn't it seems like it is totally fine so I would imagine that if it didn't work out for whatever reason this time that you would recover from it because yeah. you've already sexed and gone back to being friends. So I, like two years ago hooked up with a very close friend and it, it sort of came out of nowhere. And um, I will say 
it was strange because we uh, we were not compatible on a dating level, so we didn't go that direction. And it is it has been a like I can't look at him without being like, "You see my dick," you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is something that you will have to live with for the rest of the friendship. But I will say, getting it out of our system, or getting at least getting it out of my system, I am now no longer in any way romantically inclined towards him at all, even a little bit. I don't know if he listens to this podcast or not, but um, it's. I think he would agree that like it's just not a. It's the. I'm glad it happened so that I know for sure. That yeah, I think work. sometimes you just have to get it out of your system. I've definitely had that with people and I've had it go in like a variety of ways where there's been sometimes it's like that happens and then you you have like months of awkwardness and then other times it's just been like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then it's pretty much fine. So that, but, that's but the I, thing. I do think like you've already been so sexual with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what sexting means to our caller, but... I imagine this person has maybe already seen their dick and no matter what they've taken care of you after surgery, which I would argue is like vulnerable in a different kind of intimate level, but really vulnerable. Uh, Obviously not like showing dick vulnerable, but like this person has nursed you back to health. So, I mean, you're, you're already, you already have a, a, a a lot of intimacy with this person and and weighing the outcomes here either you begin a beautiful relationship with your with your best friend that you seem to be compatible with on many different levels and it turns into something lifelong and you guys get engaged and get gay married and you invite us to your gay wedding we we insist this this is this feels like a wedding that would be really important for us to be a part of yes (laughs) or you try it, it does he he turns you down or it doesn't work out, and there's like months of awkwardness that you eventually push through and the relationship returns to a new sort of sense of normalcy. There's a new um stasis for you at the end of this that might be different, but you'll still be best friends. And like it just feels like the the reward far outweighs the risk here. And I just don't think that it would like I think often when it goes sour, it's because it's kind. It kind of feels like it's coming out of nowhere, or like someone's been giving each other. I don't, I don't know. Th- like this feels like it wouldn't. I don't think this person will be shocked to hear that you mm-hmm. are interested in them. No, absolutely not. So I say, jump his bones. I know. I know. We say that we want updates a lot, but I really, really, really yes, want we updates absolutely on this. Insist that we need an update from you on this one. <laughs> Thank you. Moving on, our last email of the night. We I did just it. Wanna say if if I don't know if you can hear this, but Wit is screaming. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Not in like a scary way. We're just I'm I'm hearing him <laughs> sort of vocalizing in the room. So if I did, I had to address I, it in case I couldn't it was hear big, it. It didn't, okay. it didn't it didn't come through on the mic. But now <laughs> I can, I really am curious. I it's literally I'm hearing him just. <laughs> I can't wait to see what content he's creating. I know. I I just, I was like, if that is like at a low hum for the last 10 minutes that I need to, sorry. <laughs> it is so distracting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> this is an email. Um, I would like to hear you, your take on this email, actually, Mitra. My performance of the email, yeah. my my mm-hmm. staged reading, my vagina yeah. monologue of this mm-hmm. email. <laughs> oh, 
hello, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra, who I very much love equally. I recently moved back home for a few weeks for the holidays. I somehow found out that my older brother, 24 years old, also gay, also home for the holidays, somehow came into the possession and continues to wear the underwear that my high school boyfriend, I haven't seen this one, left at our house in, two, I'm sorry, <laughs> continues to wear underwear that my high school boyfriend left at our house in 2015. I have informed him that this is gross for a number of reasons, namely that if they weren't originally some that even if they weren't originally someone else's, they're at least five years old and weren't nice enough underwear to begin with. And also, despite the fact that they've been washed multiple times, they still originally belong to my ex-boyfriend. I've also attempted to publicly shame him to other family members about this, but he appears to have no shame about this and refuses to concede that I am right. How do I win this argument? I would ask how I could possibly get him to stop wearing the underwear, but I also don't know how I would be able to check on that in a way that isn't weird. I do know that he still has some of his ex-boyfriend's underwear so I could steal that and wear it, but I don't know what they look like and I doubt that it would make him feel weird. He is also already in therapy, but clearly that isn't working. Please help. <laughs> Love you both. Sit on my face. Congrats on Big Mouth. Okay. Um, so we've got sort of a, we've got sort of a fruits of the loom situation here. Fruit of the groom. <laughs> Fruit of the groom. <laughs> but no one's being married. No, no but it's an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Um, Haynes, Fruit of the Loom. Um, Haynes, stay away. <laughs> what is that a play on, Mitra? Him to stay away from the underwear. Haynes, stay away? Yeah, like Haynes, Haynes his way, isn't that something? Isn't that the phrase? Haynes, mm, oh no. Nope, Chelsea's shaking her <laughs> oh, head no. no. Oh, no. What am I thinking of? Well, obviously, I'm not going to continue, but I I, <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it was Haynes his way. Uh, <laughs> the episode has to end soon. Yeah, it really does. We're falling apart. We're falling to pieces. Um, I, I, I think Fruits of the Groom is fine. Is a mm-hmm. fine place to end it. Okay. Thank you. Fruits of the I, I certainly will not think of anything better as evidenced by Haynes' way. Yeah. What is what is your way from that? I don't know, Mitra. It sounds made up by you. Oh. You will love to oh, make up Will Burger King way. have it your way? <laughs> <laughs> so you mix up Haynes and Burger King. I think there's something else that has mm. your way in it. I don't think so. I think once again, you are sort of coming up with your own marketing taglines, which you love to do. You are a marketing executive at heart. Um, Um, I would, I would, I'm, I am going to put out the call to our listeners. If your way is in anything else, it would be so important to me to know (laughs) because I really, I know that it's not, but it would be emotional labor on them. They're going to make some shit up for you because they love you. (laughs) And I'll appreciate it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, So this situation is a tricky one. Um, I do love it. Um, It is clear your brother has some sort of kink that involves wearing other people's underwear. That much is clear. That much is clear. Um, And I think you are well within your rights to go into his room and steal the underwear back. Yes, you have to just take the underwear. There's nothing else you can do. There's nothing Um, else. Because you've tried to shame him. It doesn't matter. He, like, he... Has other people's underwear. It's clearly something he loves. And if it makes you uncomfortable and he's still doing it, 
that's also so mean <laughs> and weird. Um, but steal the underwear. Just steal the underwear. It's your brother. You can steal his underwear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you're all home at the same time, probably, so it's a tricky situation. But I don't know. Conscript one of your family, your weird fucking family members into like distracting him while you go in and steal the underwear. He can't possibly be wearing it all the time. And the great thing is about it being your brother and not like a roommate is like you can do insane things to your siblings. You can yeah. be like, it's so fucking weird. You stole his underwear. I'm stealing the underwear. I threw them in the garbage. You cannot have them. And then then you'll find out he's like, oh, I always put them in the garbage before I wear them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you uh, you have complete license to do insane things because you are related by blood. Um, and because he stole your ex-boyfriend your from ex high school's underwear, underwear and is wearing them constantly despite you and asking let him it not be, to anyway. Let it be known. Let it be loud and clear. We are not kink-shaming your brother here. We celebrate him love and light. But unfortunately – Since you called in. <laughs> yeah. It can't be cons- you can't be conscripted um, sort of without your consent. Uh, and that's what's happening here. Also, He's you con- called in and I'm all for um, – doing things to your siblings (laughs) i oh my god i mean this would make me so mad if if one of my siblings did this it's so i i actually am a little weirded out that they're so uh sort of in the know on the underwear situation of his brother like i would never be aware of what underwear my brother is wearing period like what is he doing is he waltzing around my sister and stuff especially when we're at home it's like i i mean if we if we're not like at the same place at the same time obviously but like we're changing in the same room and stuff i i like would recognize if she had yeah but you're not gay brothers okay this isn't a sean cody video mitra all right (laughs) these are two gay brothers i doubt they're changing in front of each other okay i mean i don't know i'm not a gay brother so i can't speak to that experience (laughs) Um, yeah, as someone with a gay brother, I just like, I find it very shocking that he's so aware of what his brother's wearing. So maybe he's a little freak too. But also know. what if they're just like peeking up above the underwear in the most gentle sort of way, or yeah. above the pant, the, the, the pants line. And then yeah. he sees, and it's got the boyfriend's name and sort of a big giant, he's pulled them up. He leans down and he's pulled them up into a giant whale tail. He's sort <laughs> of like, is constantly leaning down and sort of shaking his ass. So every, the world can see what underwear he's wearing. Yeah. Great. Beautiful. Love that. Love that energy. <laughs> He's doing boy whale tail. Boy whale tail. I guess it's just it's still whale tail, but yeah. it, d- it just why are you gonna make it a gender thing? You're always that's doing kind that. of what we do on You're this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that we there's nothing we do more than reinforce the binary. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. We are holding it up single handedly. Um, <laughs> with podcast. the consent of our listeners who give us their their pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> Um, knowing okay. full well what we're going to do with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They know. They love it. They wouldn't give it to us otherwise. Well, that's it, Mitra. Another flawless episode of Urgent Care in flew the by. <laughs> Flies flew by. by. Flies by. And, I, and I'll say we didn't come up with a good name. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, good luck, July. Doing the improv. Good luck, July. <laughs> um, Apologies to one and all in case you were hoping for improv. No, we didn't. We sort of didn't do it, did we? No, we, we I really. Sort of, it was and sort I of was the trying. Chekhov's gun of this podcast episode, where we sort of introduced it at the top, and then it never <laughs> came back in the second half. But we had to earn it. We had yeah. to earn it, and we didn't earn it. And I was trying to think of good names because I I would like for us to have good names on the show. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, we I didn't. mean, I, I just had this vision of us doing live shows eventually and doing this live and people don't understand how much dead air is cut oh, out. Oh my God. I mean, if we, if we do live shows, there will be no names. There will be, that's <laughs> no, a promise. We have to. We absolutely have it, to. Literally. <laughs> can you imagine the air leaving the room? Like we build up all this momentum. We're having so much fun. And then you, you, you listening have no idea. Dia, what Chelsea and Ryan go through. Yeah. <laughs> Watching us go, hmm. Um, so, um, Christmas, Christmas. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty um, awesome, actually. And I think I get mad every time they cut out the dead air. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> I would literally, like, that's actually worse than like any like secret or like if people were just like if if people nothing would upset me more as if people would hear the dead air of this (laughs) (laughs) and I was frantically going Ryan mark this down cut this mark this down please Chelsea mark it down mark it down down, cut it down (laughs) incredible Um, I also and then eventually landing on after two minutes Shirley fruits of the group Fruits of the Groom, which doesn't even really have that much to do with the color. And yet, maybe is the best name. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll let July decide. Um, That's true. Speaking July. of July, thank you, July. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, newcomer Chelsea. Thank you, Ryan, RIP. Uh, no, he's here. You, you can't say RIP if he's here. Bazinga. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I forgot. I forgot. It's been a week. They were waiting the whole time. Chelsea, you gotta oh, just slide my in god. and interrupt I us. Do. I do. The, Chelsea your, with the soundboard. <laughs> What's amazing too is that you did it right after we said Ryan, so it sounded like Ryan was chiming in to say Bazinga. bazinga. <laughs> like Ryan's catchphrase is Bazinga. <laughs> I think it should be. I actually think it should be Bazinga. Um, I hope he sends us every cut of this of this podcast with the phrase Bazinga attached. Oh my god! Um, thank you, Mitra. Most of all, thank you, Joel. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Oh wow! <laughs>